this is the Candlestick Academy podcast. I'm your host, Risha Bartlett. Today, our episode is called Lead Them to Water. So let's get into it. You can lead a horse to water, but you can't make him drink. Have you heard that saying before? I have many times, and I've also lived it. I grew up with horses, and I remember trying to get my horse to drink when I was riding on the mountain. We would ride and go on these long trail rides, and sometimes there would be a pretty good stretch before there would be water again. And so you'd want your horse to get a drink, so you'd stop them right there by the water and try to get them to put their head down and take a drink. Many times, my little Arabian horse, her name is Saba, many times Saba would just want to eat the grass. She didn't want the water. And she would get where she just wanted to just eat the grass. So then I would pull her head up and we would keep on going. But she could last longer than some of the other horses with, without water. And I think that that was something interesting for me to... We just had to let her not drink. She didn't want to drink. She wasn't going to drink. I couldn't force her head down into the water to make her drink. And so... I just decided, well, when she gets thirsty, she'll get a drink. And if she has to be thirsty before we get to the next watering hole, then she'll be fine. She'll just, she'll have to learn to deal with it, right? Okay, so there's just a little visual about leading a horse to water, but you can't make him drink. Then also, here's another idea about this. My, we just got some new baby chicks to so that we could get some chickens to have our own eggs again. It's been a while since we had chickens at our house. And my husband had a friend who had some that he hatched out and we were able to get them from him. Well, my my son was trying to get the chicks to know where the water was. So he was kind of pushing their head down to the water to try to get him to drink it. And they didn't want to. They weren't going to drink when he was pushing their head to the water. So you can take them to the water, but you can't make them drink. That has to be their choice. Okay. So let's talk about, let's talk about our kids now. We can take our kids to the water, but we can't make them drink. We can invite them to the water, but we can't make them drink. So I want you to think for just a minute in your house, in your experience, what is the water? What do you want them to partake of? In their education, what is it that is the water? If you have your journal close by, maybe you should pause this for a minute and go grab your journal. And I want you to think that for a minute. Like, just really ponder that. What is your water? What do you want your kids to have? I wanted Saba to have a drink of water so that she would have energy to keep going so that we could keep going on our ride. But she didn't want it sometimes. Sometimes she just wanted the, the grass. Well, maybe that's what she, she wanted more. So she just thought she needed that and she wasn't really thirsty. Is that okay? Maybe sometimes our kids are just wanting to eat something different. Is that Okay. Grass is still nourishing for my horse. And so is water. So I want you to think about what you're wanting your kids to take and what they're wanting to take. 
And is it okay? Can you let it be okay what they're doing? Or is it something that you need to step in and try to help them correct their behavior? This is agency, right? We inspire our kids to do their things. We, we take them to the water. For water, for me, with my kids, I want them to understand living water. I want them to come closer to Christ. And I want them to drink of his water. The water that will never, you'll never thirst again if you partake of this water. We can invite them there. We can invite them there with scriptures. We can invite them there with encouraging them to write in their journals. We can invite them there with family scripture time. We can invite them there when they're one of one of our requirements for their schoolwork at home as we because we homeschool. If you didn't know that, we do homeschool and part of our curriculum, I believe is most important is their personal scripture study. And to write in their journals about that, what they're, whatever they're reading, and do search, ponder, write. So search, ponder, write is something that I came up with when it was probably our first couple of years of homeschooling. And I was really impressed to spend time with having my kids write in their journals about what they're reading in the scriptures and to search for something, ponder about it. And then write the first quiet thoughts that came to their head about that thing that they just read. So it's a really good exercise for, I love to do it for myself all the time. I will write things in the margins and I call that my search, ponder, write time where I'm reading scriptures. And then I write little thoughts in the margins about what I'm thinking and how I'm applying those scriptures to myself. But so I'm trying to help my kids develop this habit of searching for truth pondering that truth and writing it down because when we write stuff down it makes it sink deeper into our brain so that we're able to remember it longer and it makes it more part of us so grabbing onto that truth and bringing it in close to their hearts that's my goal for what we're doing with search ponder right so that's one of my invitations for them to go to living water sometimes they don't want to do it I have to sometimes remind myself about agency and not get too angry about them not wanting to do this thing that's really important. Because in my mind, their relationship with their Savior, Jesus Christ, is the most important part of homeschool. I want them to develop their own testimony. I want them to develop their own relationship and their own time with how to receive answers from their Heavenly Father. And how to take advantage of the atonement in their lives and how to repent and how to go to him for their, for their healing. And it's just little steps, right? Like, so maybe they will only read one verse and write a little bit about that. Maybe that's acceptable for today, right? Maybe I want them to read 20 minutes today. So I encourage them to read 20 minutes. And my oldest son sometimes has a hard time with that. And he wants to not do what I ask him to do sometimes, but that, but it's okay because he has agency, right? There are consequences tied into that. If he doesn't want to do what mom asks him to do, there are things that he can lose privileges on, say playing with his friends or, um, being able to go and do something else fun or 
being able to watch a movie later or just there's there's things that we tie into the requirements because I like to inspire and require <laughs> with my kids but there's always choice tied into it because they can choose not to do what I'm asking them to do but it will cause a consequence to follow right but I'm not taking away their choice they still get to choose if they want that or if they want if they want to just do what I'm asking or if they want the consequence that comes from not doing what I'm asking them leaving that element of choice in there for them to say, yeah, I want, I'm going to choose this. It's super important because that is the pattern that Heavenly Father set up, right? In our pre-earth life, there was this grand council in heaven. In the grand council in heaven, we were given the opportunity to choose which side we wanted to be on. Did we want to be with Heavenly Father's plan? Or did we want to choose Satan's plan? Heavenly Father's plan was to give us agency and to let us choose. Satan's plan was to force us so that none of us would be lost. He was going to make sure that everyone came back. Well, it sounds kind of good in the, if you think, oh yeah, well, I'll make it back. I can see why some of the, some of God's children chose to go that route. But They missed out on getting a body because they chose that. Heavenly Father gave that consequence because of that choice. They didn't choose what was eternal truth. Agency is part of eternal truth. Having choice is part of eternal truth. So if we're not going to parent with agency, we're not going to give our kids choices and allow them to make their own choices. We're trying to do it all for them and tell them exactly what to do next and never give them any any leeway to make a choice. We're modeling after what Satan proposed, not what Heavenly Father proposed. So as you're thinking about that, I want you to think about how you, how you respond with your kids. Do you, do you live in alignment with the law of agency, which is power to choose for ourselves? There's consequences tied to our choices, for sure. But when we try to force our kids to make the choice we want them to make, we're not living in alignment with that law that Heavenly Father was willing to lose a third of his children over because he would not violate our agency. He was not going to force them to choose his plan. He always lets us choose. We don't get to choose the consequences that go with our choices. I guess we do in the beginning because if we we make a choice and we know the consequences that are attached to that, then yeah, we are choosing the consequences from the beginning, right? He always allows us to choose where we're going to go with things and he's not going to force us in any direction. He will invite us and he will entice us to do what he knows will make us happy, which is, I believe, the model we should follow with our kids. We should invite them to read books that are going to make them better people. We should invite them and entice them to work hard and do things that are good for their souls. We should invite them to say their prayers. We should invite them to read their scriptures and do search, ponder, write. We should invite them to work hard on their math problems that are 
they're trying to memorize their math facts. We should invite them to practice writing a story. We should invite them to practice their their reading skills so that they're able to learn the information that Heavenly Father wants them to be able to know. We should invite them to join us in family scripture study. And we should invite them to come and have dinner with us when we're sitting around the table and have our conversations. We should invite them to participate in the conversations. We should invite them to come and play a game with us. We should invite them for family movie night. All these things that are powerful and positive family bonding experiences and important and positive learning experiences, we can invite them to those places. But ultimately, the choice is theirs. We can lead them to that water that's going to nourish them and make them better and stronger and feed their spirits. But we can't force them to drink that water. We can't shove their head down in that that water tank and say, drink this now. That's not how Heavenly Father does it. He leads us to the water and he lets us choose if we want to drink it or not. We can offer that good stuff. We can trust them to make the choice. The energy that we put out to our kids, if we're trusting them or not trusting them, is powerful. The subconscious message that that gets sent by us not trusting them, it their faith in themselves goes down without even really consciously thinking about it. Because the energy that we're putting out to them is that of doubt instead of that of trust. So trust that they're good. Trust that you are good as a mom and as a dad. Trust that you're good, good enough to help your kids and lead them where they need to go. And give yourself some some grace if you mess up and you're forcing them instead of leading them. Because <laughs> we're going to make mistakes in this, right? We're going to make a mistake and we're going to put force into it and then realize, oh, that wasn't the right way to handle that. Work through it. Repent of it and keep trying. Okay? Because they need you to live in alignment with the law of agency. Give them their choices. Okay? We need to lead by example. So if I want my kids to read scriptures, I probably should be reading my scriptures. And I should be doing my search, ponder, write time. If I want them to write in their journal about what they've read in their scriptures, and I'm going to ask them to do that work, then I should probably ask them by my example too, right? My invitation is going to to be a lot more powerful if I am doing it myself. Let's talk more about um, living water too. So we talked about Leading a horse to water, but you can't make them drink. You can't make your kids drink. You can't shove their head down in that water and make them drink it. They have to choose that. If you shove their head into that water before they're ready, it's not going to be pretty, right? It's going to be, you can drown them <laughs> with our little chicks. If my if my son had shoved his little chick into that water for too long, it wouldn't have been good for the chick even though the water is good for that chick. It's not good to force it on them. So even though 
there may be this wonderful, wonderful book that you want your kids to read. If you force it on them, it's not going to do them much good if, unless they choose into it. So you can make suggestions. You can encourage. You can say, yeah, this is something I would like for you to try. I want you to try this. You can follow the spirit on what suggestions to make for what water they go to. Follow the spirit. Let the spirit lead you so you can lead them to the water that they need. And then let go of it and let them choose. Follow through with whatever consequences you need to, because that's your stewardship. You are the parent. You are in charge of teaching them, right? You're in charge of helping them learn lessons of truth. So be prepared with the consequences, but don't, don't try to force them to think the way you want them to think. Don't try to force them to like what you want them to like. Don't try to force them into the things. Invite them into the things and then let it go. Let it be their choice and trust them to make a good choice. And trust them that if they make the wrong choice in your eyes, that it'll be okay. Trust Heavenly Father that it'll be okay. If they make a wrong choice, then they're going to learn from that choice, right? I've heard it said there you win or you learn. There is no failure. So they're going to win or they're going to learn. And Heavenly Father will help them learn whatever lesson they need to learn. And you as a parent can help them learn whatever lesson they need to learn if you handle it in the right way. If you're shoving their head into the water... <laughs> They're probably going to learn the lesson of force and that that's how you deal with things, which is not really how you're supposed to deal with things, right? That was Heavenly Father's reason for allowing a third of his children to leave heaven and not be able to come to earth with a body. When we go into that realm of force, we're not following what Heavenly Father's plan is. His plan has always been letting us choose and having us be responsible for our choices, but then also having the plan of that mercy was there for us through our Savior, Jesus Christ. It's okay to let our kids make a choice that's not so good. Because think about the choices that you've made in your life. How much did you learn from the ones that you made that were wrong? The choices that we make that aren't so good help us learn important lessons. And it's important that we let our kids make some wrong choices. Don't force them into making every right choice because then they're missing out on lessons that they need to be successful as adults. One of the scriptures that I would like to share today with this idea of living water, I found in Doctrine and Covenants, Section 63, verse 23. And this is what it reads. But unto him that keepeth my commandments, I will give the mysteries of my kingdom. And the same shall be in him a well of living water, springing up unto everlasting life. I'm going to read that one more time. Doctrine and Covenants 63, verse 23. But unto him that keepeth my commandments, I will give the mysteries of my kingdom. And the same shall be in him a well of living water, springing up unto everlasting life. So this is the Savior talking, right? Talking to the 
early members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Keep the commandments, but choose to keep the commandments. Right? He's letting us choose. And he will give them the mysteries of the kingdom. And the same shall be in him a well of living water, springing up unto everlasting life. So within us, we can have that well of living water. That spirit that that nourishes our soul, that helps us be who we need to be, that helps us live our mission. The truth of following the plan and keeping the commandments that have been given to us and helping them learn what those commandments are through the scriptures and through our modern day prophet and There's so many ways that we can give our kids living water or help them come to the living water to drink of it, right? Anytime we encounter truth, we're experiencing Christ's living water because truth is eternal. And that is what helps us have the nourishment that we need to live our life mission and to develop our gifts in a way that will support other people and serve other people. So that's our conversation for today. You can lead a horse to water, but you can't make him drink. You can lead your kids to water, but you can't make them drink. You can take a chick to water, but you can't make it drink. Let them choose. Let your kids choose. Invite them there. Lead them there. Lead them to the good stuff. Be an example of of partaking of that living water yourself. And allow them to choose in to the good experience that it can be. It'll be a much sweeter experience if you allow agency to be a huge part of what they're learning. I'm glad that you could join me today. I am excited to keep sharing more with you. This is our fourth episode now with Candlestick Academy Podcast, and I'm excited to have the opportunity to keep teaching and keep sharing important messages that I feel like are gonna strengthen families. I want you to conquer darkness and lead with light and help yourself shine. When you shine, you light the way. Have a great day.